Hey, I'm personal development strategist, Christina Bartold, and you're listening to the podcast, Personally Developing. This is a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of personal growth and development. On this podcast, I'll interview people and share my expertise on personal development in a fun and relaxed atmosphere, perfect for a drive, run, or to accompany a face mask bath. Tune in each week. Hi, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Personally Developing. I'm your host. I'm Christina Bartold, and I'm a personal development strategist. So I get to work with amazing, amazing people to focus on their development and get intentional about their growth. And I am so excited today because today I have a guest on the podcast and her name is Kaylin and I'm going to let her introduce herself in a second, but today we're talking about systems thinking for personal development. And the reason that I've been so drawn to Kaylin and I was so excited to have her on the podcast is because Kaylin and I are both Myers-Briggs practitioners and we both use Myers-Briggs to inform our work. And so even though Myers-Briggs might not be 100% what we talk about today, I'm so excited because Kaylin and I have a mutual language and we already have some ideas for some other parts of this that we want to share with people. Um, But Kaylin and I are going to have, I think, a really insightful discussion today and I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it as well. So I'll pass the torch to Kaylin, who is a personal development coach, and I'll let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself and her work. Thanks so much, Christina, for having me. So yeah, I'm Kayla Malley. Um, I'm a personal development coach, and I especially love working with corporate professionals. Um, I myself have been working in the corporate world for a little over a decade, um, and my my formal education has been in industrial engineering. Um, that's We'll get into it in a little bit, but that's why I'm also drawn to systems thinking. Um, but so that was my undergrad. And then um, I also have my master's in behavioral science from the London School of Economics. And then less formally, like you mentioned, Christina, I've also um, studied Myers-Briggs, MBTI. um, And I enjoy bringing all those things together in my coaching. So that's a little bit about me. Amazing. Well, why don't you give us a little bit more information, Kaylin, about about your coaching and and how you kind of got into thinking about systems thinking and its relation to personal development? So yeah, so my, um, my background, right, is in industrial engineering. And um, that in itself, I don't know if people know about industrial engineering. Have you heard of industrial engineering, Christina? So I have, but I, I think in Canada, it has some different names. So I'd love for you to give okay. kind of an overview. It is one of the lesser known um, types of engineering. So that's why I wanted to check. Um, and industrial engineering is really about looking at, um, it started in manufacturing systems. So looking at whole systems and how do you optimize that system? It's really statistics-based. If you heard of like um, Lean Six Sigma types yeah. of approaches, yeah, it, it's it's basically that in, in terms of the degree. Um, so my, my background in terms of my education has been definitely focused in um, systems thinking. But the thing I actually really liked about industrial engineering also was that how do you fit people into systems? And so actually when I got into the working world, that's when I started to get more into understanding people, psychology, and really got introduced into Myers-Briggs. Um, and so understanding again, how people think and how they fit into systems um, has been really always of interest of me uh, to me. Um, and then when I've explored Myers-Briggs, I came across Personality Hacker um, and uh, Antonia Dodge is, is one of the, the, the people over there. And she talks actually a lot about 
um, personality type um, in terms of systems thinking. And so she really also then turned me on to this idea of this integration. Um, yeah, so so those things kind of combined, I guess, made me think about um, uh, how personality type and personal growth um, fits into this idea of systems thinking. Mm, I love that. And it, it's funny. So like I said, at the beginning, you and I are both Myers-Briggs practitioners and, and we use Myers-Briggs to inform our work. And I was also really drawn to MBTI, um, which is another way of saying Myers-Briggs for those who are listening. Like I was drawn to MBTI because it gave such common language for people to use in describing their strengths, describing their weaknesses, describing um, areas of growth, areas of, of development for themselves, um, which I, I think kind of speaks to some of the things you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, yeah, having the language to explain things is always a great starting point. Um, and, and the framework itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess one of the things that I've noticed in terms of maybe why some people are less drawn to MBTI or maybe are a little bit resistant to Myers-Briggs might be this idea of putting people in a box, mm-hmm. right? But um, when, when you equate it to, I guess, how I'm thinking about systems thinking related to um, personal development, like MBTI is just one node of, a, you know, the complex system that is yourself, right? There's, there's lots of nodes, lots of pieces that make up who you are. Um, and Myers-Briggs is one of those that can help you better understand yourself, right? It's a tool to use, um, but it's just one, you know, one note in that system. So I, I've always liked keeping it in context that, you know, it's not the end all be all that's going to describe you perfectly necessarily, but it, it certainly is helpful, right? To help understand those different parts of you. Totally. And Kaylin, it's funny because when I work with other clients and people who are maybe worried about using Myers-Briggs, like that's always what it kind of comes back to for them. It's just like, I don't think a four letter type is going to define me. And I think it's less about using it to define you and more about using it as a tool to help explain some of these pieces of your life and, or your personality. Um, And rather like people, I think are looking for quick fixes or like quick information. Uh, And Myers-Briggs, I guess, can be some quick information, but I really think it's like, it's one of those tools that you can use for your personal development. And if used properly, it could be so effective because it could be such an amazing tool for reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it was for me. I mean, it was interesting, too, because the more I learned about Myers-Briggs, not, not only, I guess, was it helpful in terms of better understanding myself, but then understanding oh, how am I different from other people, <laughs> the, the things that seem so natural to me. And like, of, of course, I operate in this way. And why are you not seeing the same thing as me? Um, the more I, I learned about Myers-Briggs, the, the easier it was for me to understand then how people were maybe coming from different perspectives to, um, uh, you know, the same business problems, especially in the, in the business world. That's really where I, I found it applicable. Um, so that's, that's what I've especially liked about the system as well. There's a, a book about um, Catherine Briggs, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm blanking on the name of it right now. I'll link it in the show notes. I want to say personality brokers. I may have just made this up, so I will look into this, but um, I'll add it in the show notes, but this book, and it, it kind of outlines um, Catherine and Isabel's life and how, how they started to develop Myers-Briggs tool and stuff. And um, what I found really fascinating about that book in, in terms of background was that Myers-Briggs really comes from this place of like really trying to analyze like difference for, for common good 
right? Like yeah. it comes from this place of like trying to recognize like Kaylin, you're, you're likely a different type than I am. Um, actually statistically probably, but like, who knows? Um, but you're likely a different type than I am. So by knowing your type, I'm better able to understand like how to better work with you and know you and, uh, kind of grow with you. And I think that that is, is incredible. And that's why I love something like the Myers-Briggs tool so much is like a piece of it anyway, is like, when it was being developed and it has such humble beginnings, like it doesn't have the scientific lab beginnings, which I think people are on to, which is why it always gets compared to astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have those lab beginnings, but it came from a place of curiosity where it's like, Hey, like my husband's different than me. Like, why is my husband different than me? And how can I better communicate with him? Um, which I, I, I think helps us work better with the people around us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and just like a short, sometimes I try and explain to people like it, it actually like as cheesy as it sounds, came from almost like wanting world peace, like wanting people to get along, <laughs> not, not necessarily wanting to come up with, um, you know, excuses of ways of being or, or, you know, pigeonholing people in a box, um, which is unfortunate, you know, some, sometimes people go down that path, but it really does. Yeah. Come from that, uh, trying to get that mutual understanding, which I, I really appreciate using it for that. Definitely. And I, I think Myers-Briggs is no different than anything else that we have kind of out there, Kaylin, where it's like people take can take something and they can make the best of it or they can take something and they can make the worst of it. And so I always have clients who are like, oh my gosh, like I just went online and I found out like, that, like I always laugh, I'm Ron Weasley and Harry Potter types for Myers-Briggs and that's like kind of on brand. Um, but people will be like, I'm this person like, ah, and I'm like, that's, that's fine. And like, that's funny. And like the stuff that helps you like resonate with it. But like, it, it isn't the full picture of the whole story and you know your life experiences play into this like there's many pieces that play into like the way that we can interpret the tool um but yeah I just I was I, I was so drawn to talk to you Kaylin because I know that Myers-Briggs is, is core to your work and how do you see Myers-Briggs and some of the system thinking uh kind of in relation to each other right yeah well so um so I'll also give a little bit of background that I um, have been going through a program too to do um, Myers-Briggs profiling through conversation. So basically mm-hmm. through a, a one-on-one conversation profiling session. And one of the things that, that comes up through that, like what I have to wrap my head around whenever I'm, I'm talking with someone um, to, to profile them is understanding, again, it's just, it's just one, one piece of the puzzle, um, how their you know, thinking function or feeling function, these different things show up is going to be dependent on um, their background, what they do for work, um, you know, things, how they were raised or if they had trauma <laughs> related to any of those things. Um, so I always kind of have to go in understanding, um, understanding that when, when trying to identify someone's personality type. And then also when I explain it to people, again, I'm, I'm always trying to, to, um, keep people's minds open to understanding again, uh, be, because there can kind of be like tropes of different types of, mm-hmm. oh, this type is, you know, you know, P's are always so messy and J's are <laughs> always organized, right? Um, like trying to remove some of, of those, those um, stereotypes and really trying to get people to understand, okay, how do we understand this as a part of you? And then also knowing, you know, what your goals are, how you want to grow, how do we leverage this? Um, information. So um, yeah, so that's always where where I'm trying to come from and and, uh, getting people to wrap their heads around, again, also using it for a growth tool, not just a a typing tool, if that makes sense. Mm. 
Yeah, I, we use it, Kayla, in the exact same way, um, which is yeah. great. <laughs> um, and I love that. I love that because I think it's not that helpful to know the four letters, um, but it's much more helpful to know how they interact with each other. Um, I don't know if you've done a lot of work with like inferior function and some of those pieces. Like there's a lot of things that, that can play into each other that can be so helpful for people to understand and I know for myself like when I first started doing Myers-Briggs and I was really lucky to be introduced to it like when I was young like I was like maybe 18 um and I had done the assessment and I loved it and I I was like oh cool and I was always mistyped like I would always type as an ENFJ and this was like very core every time I did Myers-Briggs I was an ENFJ ENFJ but just did not fit for me and uh, I realized that as I was doing the assessment like I was always working in like helping work and I was, and like, that's, that's typical to an ENFJ in, in many ways. Um, and I realized that a lot of the skills that I had in, in terms of this work that I was doing was learned behavior. Like I, I know that the world needs me to be organized. So I, I try my best to be organized and, but I like, I can't go into a job interview and be like, hello, I'm like a minor disaster. Like, like I'm sometimes disorganized and this is what it's like. Um, yeah. But I, I recognize like when I went to practitioner training and I did uh, my, my practitioner training through psychometrics, uh, I was a P and I, I type as an ENS, sorry, an ESFP and, and that like, yeah, like totally that resonated a hundred percent. I have used that as an opportunity to start to think about my skills more broadly, but like also to think about those things that I, I have looked at myself and been like, oh, I'm so, I'm so disorganized. Oh, but it's like part of my magic that I am able to be so flexible and things like that, where I've been able to reframe some of these things for myself, um, not in a way to like decrease accountability or in a way that allows me not to take responsibility for um, some of my, my areas of growth, but has allowed me to be able to see myself a lot more holistically. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Just, um, yeah, I love the idea of embracing, embracing that part of you, um, and leveraging it, right. Not, not trying to necessarily, yeah. Uh, force yourself into, you know, what is that uh, square peg into a round, round hole, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can all, yeah. I, I love that idea of, of being able to leverage it. So yeah, I, I, that's how I love to use it. Yeah. And I, I was really drawn to your quote, but when I saw too, that you use it for personal growth, I, I do feel like there are less people in the internet space using MBTI for personal growth. So it's, it's refreshing to see it more and more used though for that, which is great. Yeah. And I, I see Myers-Briggs a lot in the professional space, like in terms of like, and I think you've mentioned this too, like um, I, I do corporate workshops and I, I have for a long time. And so um, that's how I actually got started in this business. And like people people can see the relation of what it is to work, but when it comes to their goals or their personal development or like, you know, what they see their career looking like, like sometimes there, there feels like, it feels like there's less of a, a connection. Uh, well, I'm more like, yeah, like this is great at work, but this is amazing for your, your own personal development. And then thinking about yourself as like a, a system for growth, like you need all of these tools or like some of these tools, at least the ones that resonate to help you be like the best version of yourself that you can be and engage in some of those dialogues. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, that's great too, I guess, in terms of trying to think about what you're applying it for, like what you're um, applying this knowledge to, whether it is for work goals or for personal goals. Um, you know, one, one of the things I guess MBTI helped me with too, was was seeing how my personal growth was integrated into my professional growth mm -hmm. actually. 
um, uh, one of the things for me was I, I was like very conflict avoidant, but to do things at work, um, I had to learn how to, how to um, deal with those different political situations, things like that. And that, I mean, that to me was personal growth. Um, and, and, and really, you know, being able to understand myself and what my strengths were, um, helped me both at work and also growing personally. Um, and, and that's actually, I feel like, uh, one of the benefits of, you know, using, using a tool like MBTI, because, um, you can do the development work technically that, that benefits you professionally, but it, it's also definitely a personal development too. Mm-hmm. And I think this brings us back, Kaylin, to like what we were talking about in terms of systems thinking. Cause like, I, I think that like the work that we do at work is not different than the work that we do at home or that we do with coaches or that we do in our lives. Like I, I do have such a strong belief that we spend so much time at our nine to fives or our entrepreneurship life or whatever that looks like that it is a piece of, of who we are and part of like the whole system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, one, one of the things too, like when I, when I think about, um, systems thinking and as applied, I, you know, I have more of a, you know, math background. So, um, but, uh, when, when thinking about optimizing a system, right. So if, if we're optimizing a system, this especially happens in the industrial engineering world or Lean Six Sigma world, um, there's, there's a, a different approach if you're looking at, it's called local optimization versus global optimization. That's kind of what they call it in the, the business world. Um, but I, I feel like it applies again to, to personality, um, uh, to personal growth in terms of, okay, if you're just trying to optimize, say, your quote unquote work life, right? Um, that may, might turn out to be, you know, a little bit disastrous, right? If you're working crazy hours and overly stressed and then come home and you have nothing to give your, your quote unquote, personal life separate from that, right? But if you're looking at global optimization instead of just local, um, you're looking at your whole life, right? You're looking at, okay, how do I optimize if, if it's happiness, which is usually what it is for, for most of us, um, how do we then um, optimize this at a you know, holistic perspective, at that global perspective, not just looking at, hey, what are my quote, quote, work goals or um, my personal goals, but how do you optimize that overall? Um, and, and so that's, that's usually what comes to mind too when, when you know, if people start to think about, I just want to work on this piece of my life, um, uh, you know, that uh, taking a step back and looking at, at it holistically, I think is always um, the right way to go before really zoning in on, on executing that goal. So in recognizing that personal development is part of the larger system of, of our like own well-being and, and kind of our own uh, life, what do you think would be some helpful steps for people to take to, to start to think of their life as a system? Hmm. You know, I mean, certainly taking time to reflect on it. You know, I, I think a lot of people um, don't even necessarily want to take the time to kind of uh, think about everything that's that's going on in their life. So um, I guess w- one of the first steps could just be taking that time to um, think through or write out, journal about, um, you know, all, all the different things that are going on in your life right now. Um, 
and and then you can kind of start to um, cross check and, and understand then how those different pieces are maybe impacting each other right mm-hmm. so if you've got school going on and you know a lot of us are also still working from home um, you know family life a, a lot of those things are actually impacting each other right you might get interrupted um, in the middle of a work meeting by a family member and eating something um, so if you you can just take some time to start reflecting it and looking at all of those different pieces of your life and then connecting how those pieces you know might be impacting each other you can start to see then how you know your life is um, uh, you know, has a lot of these different nodes that are, um, impacting each other. Mm. And you've talked a little bit about this concept of, of, of nodes and like these different pieces that all kind of integrate, um, to make us kind of holistic, right? Like in, in terms of, of like a full, a full person, a full system. Um, I'm just thinking, Kaylin, like, what about for like your own journey, like in, in terms of like your own journey into coaching, like how did you kind of get to the space where you were able to, to integrate um, your own coaching in, into the system of your life? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, um, I'll say that I've, I've, I've always been interested in coaching. So even through my um, different corporate roles, I guess the pieces that I've enjoyed most were when you know, people would come over and, and sit at my cube and ask me for advice. Mm. <laughs> um, they, they would ask me basically to be coaching them. Um, and, and that's the, that's the part of the job I, I enjoyed the most. Um, and then as I took on more and more responsibility, and even when I, I went into to management for a little bit, um, that's the piece I always enjoyed. Um, but as I, as I, uh, you know, took on more and more responsibility, I actually had less and less time for doing the piece I loved, which was the coaching piece. Um, so, you know, I did take a, a step back and try to understand, okay, if I really, you know, want to be doing what I enjoy, um, how can I set up my own, you know, system of what my work is and what my life is looking like um, to kind of get the best of, of all those worlds, right? So, so right now I am in um, a, a less demanding position. Um, but it, it does, it allows me to have, uh, time to do coaching outside of that mm-hmm. and also still, um, time for my family as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I've definitely kind of, um, evaluated as I have tried on different roles and tried different things. So I really did think going into management would give me that opportunity to coach more people. Um, that was why I was drawn to it, that, that role, but, um, it, it it didn't end up allowing for that time that I was hoping it would. Um, so again, so I had to kind of look at, okay, how do I, how do I, um, uh, you know, reevaluate and rearrange things to, to make this work better for me. And it's interesting because I think this is the idea that a lot of us get into, right. Where it's like, it, nothing is ever straightforward and linear (laughs) as much as we want it to be. And when we have goals, like it's okay to pivot away from them. And there's, there shouldn't be shame in that. Um, and I think something I, I talk about often with, with clients is this idea of like being a manager where we all feel like once we've mastered our jobs, like the next step is to coach other people to do so. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that I don't think everyone's meant to be a manager and uh, that's okay. And I think that that's an important thing to recognize is that sometimes we get a goal or we get close to a goal and we're like, whoa, no, no thanks. And <laughs> 
by making space away from this goal, I'm living out other goals in exchange. Yep. Yep. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's good to experience that, right. To, to be able to, to understand, you know, what works, what doesn't. <laughs> um, but as long as then, you know, going through those motions of maybe getting close to that goal, not feeling like that was a waste either. Right. Um, uh, it's once you get to that point of pivot, like, um, not feeling, I think it was, it was, you know, it was a hard decision for me. Um, but I do feel like still the best decision, um, for me to experience what that was like, um, and, and accept that that wasn't quite right for me at that point in time, um, and, and make that, that pivot appreciating again, all the, all the experiences and, and everything that taught me, um, not being, you know, getting too down about that shift. Cause I do think that's also usually what will keep people maybe wanting to fulfill that goal. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's that the the stubbornness of wanting to show they can do it or you know just um wanting to um prove to themselves right that they can do it um it's 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 always on coming back to understanding why you wanted that goal in the first place because if if it's not fulfilling your why then yeah it doesn't make sense to to keep going that direction and in theme with this podcast i think too is that like personal development is so inherently personal Right. And that like, in the way, what we choose to engage in and ultimately what our goals are working towards are like, they're so our own. Uh, and we always feel this need to like prove it to other people that we're able to do things or that, you know, and I always feel this too, like even with my own business, it's like, there's so much goal theory out there that tells you like, say your goals out loud, tell people what you're thinking. Yeah. Then it, it brings you closer to them. And I'm a huge believer in that. I love when my clients are coming to me and they're like, hello, like, this is what's like, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm there with them. Um, but it's also okay to pivot and to change. And I, I think like in thinking about our lives more holistically, like bringing it back to some of this, the system piece, it's like, like this is a piece of the journey, you know, and, and we're always able to pivot and, and kind of re- refresh. Yeah. 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 I, and then, you know, in terms of also understanding, um, I guess it, as, as you go about trying to, you know, achieve different goals and, and, um, fulfill different parts of, of your life, um, you will see, I guess, that those nonlinear impacts that happen along the way. Um, and that's, that's when I really think it's, it's best to, to reevaluate, um, and, and pivot. Totally. And Kelly, maybe I'll ask you, like, if someone was interested in learning more about, integration of systems thinking and personal development or growth like what are some resources that have been really helpful for you what has been pivotal in your journey Hmm. well um I feel like I I get very interested in lots of different (laughs) lots of different things and then I overlay um thing those things with each other but um I guess I mentioned personality hacker is is um something that I've really enjoyed. They have a podcast, they have a, a website, um, and it, it, that talks more so about Myers-Briggs. Um, but they also reference a lot in terms of uh, personal growth being, being a part of, um, uh, you know, the, the system of yourself. So I've, I've appreciated that a lot. Mm. Um, so that, that would probably be a, a go-to recommendation for me. Mm, amazing. And I, I'm curious too, cause I know that you have a kind of like a background as well. And in like process improvement and and some of that stuff. And so um, has that informed your personal development journey? 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, I always think of myself too, you know, I do process improvement at, at work technically, and I, I enjoy like personal improvement <laughs> too. I definitely see the improvement always kind of being a um, theme, right. And in, in different parts of my life. Um, and, and it's always been interesting. I have often, I've enjoyed overlaying the improvement um, approaches, I guess I'll call them, of, of like Lean Six Sigma, things like that, and how maybe then it applies to your own, um, achieving your own personal goals. Mm -hmm. um, I guess another recommendation to Karen, I think it's Karen Martin, I'll have to double check if that's, I, I forget what her um, company is called, but she's like a, a Lean uh, I think Lean and Six Sigma practitioner, and she'll also sometimes talk about the overlay, right? How you can use, if anyone's familiar with it, there's an A3 form um, mm -hmm. that you fill out um, in terms of like understanding what's your objective and what action steps do you need to take. And uh, it's, it's like a one pager document essentially that you create yeah. for a, a project, right? Um, but uh, applying that for your own personal goals, right? So, so she does talk about how to kind of leverage some of those tools that the Lean Six Sigma world has for, for maybe your own personal growth, which I appreciate a lot as well. So funny you talk about lean and, and not to get too off topic here, but I used to work in the lean system. Uh, so a lot of this stuff is, is very familiar to me. Um, but uh, my best friend is obsessed with Kanbans, like is obsessed. Okay. Uh, and I've been thinking lately about like, using a Kanban for my own personal development. And then I, I, I've been thinking about how I use Kanbans with my team, um, my, my KB.com team, my Trello, but yeah, it's just so funny how all, all of these things kind of intersect. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Kaylin, I'm wondering too, and I'll bring us to, to kind of like our little rapid fire. Cause I think like you've done some really good, um, good connecting the dots. I think on some of these systems thinking pieces, and I know we have a part two plan to talk a little bit more about Myers-Briggs more meaningfully, but I'm curious for you, what is the best paid PD you've ever done? The best paid PD I've ever done. It's hard. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will say I've appreciated that, you know, anything I've paid for, I have gotten value out of. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess I'll keep harping on, you know, I, I have been going through the personality hacker, um, their, their training around Myers-Briggs profiling. Um, and they really, really deep dive into cognitive functions. And that's been super valuable for me. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that they're their profiler training program. Amazing. Uh, and what about the best free PD you've ever done? So free PD, um, I guess I would, I, I would say, actually the, the, the growth that happened at my job, especially mm -hmm. when I was an analyst trying to learn how to lead projects. Um, so I guess technically it was paid PD at that point, <laughs> but um, yeah, for, so, so having the opportunities to um, learn how to lead at my, at my job, I think that was um, a really good growth opportunity for me as, per personally, as well as professionally. And my last rapid fire is if I were to win the lottery and I got $10,000 to give you towards your personal development, you can't put it back into your business. What would you do with it? Can't put it back into your business. <laughs> um, so that includes like business coach type of thing. Yeah, you, can, you can do a business coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably where I'd put it right now in terms of, um, 
yeah, business coach, as I'm, I'm learning this, this space, it's a, a new space, right? Online marketing and, and different, um, those types of things. So, uh, yeah, I think that's where I, where I would put it. Amazing. Yeah. Lots you can learn. I think in the entrepreneurship <laughs> space, especially coaching, like you can always be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. And I am so grateful for you to, to be on here because you have so much expertise uh, to provide. And I think that this episode has given people a lot to think about in terms of their own development. And so what I'll ask Kaylin is where can people find you if they're looking for you? Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so people can find me. So I'm on Instagram at Kayla Malley, just my first and last name. And um, same thing for our website, kaylamalley.com. Um, you can find some information there. And um, yeah, feel free to, to reach out. Um, usually through my Instagram, I'll, I'll check a little bit more often. You can follow me or, or send me a DM there. Amazing. Well, thanks again, Kaylin. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another episode of Person Developing. So grateful to be on this personal development journey with you. And so if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to screen cap it, post it in your Instagram, send it to a friend, or let us know what you think. And good luck on your personal development journey.